hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode. So if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. Hi, I'm Adam. And I'm Lisa. And welcome to Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the eyes of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. Except we, we don't have any drinks today. Yeah, it's okay. So <laughs> again, full disclosure behind the scenes. This We normally do these after the kids go to bed. On Sunday nights after we've had a few drinks, at least one of us. Yes. And so um, this is now being recorded in the very... Saturday afternoon. Right, it's a totally different vibe. It's really weird. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I like it, but it's <laughs> it's kind of weird. We just kind of snuck away and we're recording this. Hopefully, it'll probably be a little quicker, but we just haven't had a chance the last two weeks, because how have your last two weeks been? Uh, I know this is going to sound familiar to many of our dear listeners, but honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> Lisa has situational amnesia. <laughs> Truly. She sits like, in this chair and it just disappears. I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so uh, We had a birthday party for our youngest. Right. We had a birthday party for our youngest. That was fun. Your dad is buying increasingly ridiculous, like, things for parties. Yeah. He has two, three bouncy houses now. Yeah. He has a giant industrial uh, snow cone machine. Yeah. He has a cotton candy machine. This is true. He, it is... It is a lot. It's got a popcorn popper. He has a, like yeah, a giant movie giant theater movie popcorn type, popcorn popper. you know, popcorn popper. Um, yeah. So yeah, he just bought his third full scale inflatable, like, like giant bouncy house. I don't know who this man is or what he did with my father <laughs> because my dad like would not spend money if I was like this would be really fun. He'd be like, that's great, save up for it. <laughs> But, like, apparently now that he has grandkids, he's just some right. old dude trying to get into heaven the easy way. Right, And right. making children happy is, I think, part of the plan. Yeah. Uh, but he brought um, two of his bouncy houses and, and, the, snow cone and the snow cone machine. For which the were party. all big hits. Yeah, which I, and I was very thankful because then I was like, there's no cones. I don't have to do anything else. Yeah. Um, we made a cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zeke and I made a yeah, cake he helped you with for, that. His, for his birthday. It was like a giant, like, tiered wedding cake. It was crazy. It's, a little extra. it's fun. <laughs> and then we just, like, He's been watching a little poured too much. so many sprinkles on top of it. He's been so... watching a little too much Nailed It. And, right. And uh, what's the one with the timer? Um, Sugar Rush? Sugar Rush, yeah. yeah. So he's been doing a little bit too much of those on, on the Netflix. Lots, lots but... of the cooking shows. But it's fun. Uh, and then we just kind of had a week. We got the car in the shop. It's been a thing. It's been annoying. But it's just been a week. Mm-hmm. And then for Labor Day, we did, like, nothing. We had a new recipe brunch. Oh, yeah. Because we have made it into, like, the upper echelons of um, Cub Scout parents. Apparently. And some of them, not all of them, some of them uh, get together for a new recipe night. Yeah. And this time it was brunch, and it was like a family edition. So that was fun. So um, we brought eggs in hell, which is like spicy tomato sauce that you poach eggs in. Mm -hmm. And then um, we made... Yeah, and toast. And we made rosemary uh, greyhounds. Grapefruit juice, gin, simple syrup. Rosemary infused simple syrup. Rosemary infused simple syrup. And um, then... 
Yeah, and we garnished yeah. it to be pretty. And where is that rosemary infused ginger syrup right, now? Right, so... Um, skipping ahead a little bit. Yeah, the, you're skipping way ahead. But, but uh, brunch was wonderful. We took lots of pictures of our pretty drinks. And then... Um, and also, there was so much food. Like, somebody made, like, homemade apple turnovers. Somebody else made, like... There was, like, it was a great. casserole or two. Yeah, it was it real was great. fantastic. Um, yeah, I so I was yesterday making myself a Greyhound with our leftover uh, rosemary simple syrup... And I dropped the container. It was just a mason jar. Yeah. Of, but you know how they get like, the condensation on the outside of the jar, like yeah, it makes, makes it, it all, makes it all slippery. So I just dropped it, and it like it didn't break, but no. it went everywhere. So then there's like homemade rosemary infused simple syrup all over my kitchen floor. Which within 30 seconds just meant and it was like, like <laughs> adhesive, so I had to mop. But it's okay, it's fine. I didn't mind. It was, so, uh, yeah, but like Memorial Day, or Labor Day, rather. My parents were in town, which is why we couldn't podcast. Right, it's kind of a little weird to go into a back room and podcast while you're, <laughs> right. you're, like, while you're you in balls are here. You stay here and like read a book and we'll go podcast. And also, they don't really know about this podcast. Like, it's a we secret. Don't, yeah, because, you know, I don't want my in-laws to respect me any less than they already do so right we don't it's fine um we're gonna hide this from them for a while so no no telling anyway but we so we had that and then like this last week was just kind of a week it was just we had our first like cub scout meeting for our eldest that was fun yeah and then um the kids all had dentist appointments one day uh, lucy had a doctor's appointment the other day an eye doctor yeah yeah an eye doctor's appointment um it's not too bad. Yeah, so like, there's a lot. There's a lot of running. A lot around. of running around, but not a lot of like moving. Like not a lot of progress. So, mm-hmm. so here we sit Saturday afternoon. We had a date night last night. We did. That we was did. A lot of fun. We very excitingly went to IKEA. Yes. Uh, to get a part for our kid's bed that they broke. Mm-hmm. Like the slat part of yeah, the bed that they the, broke, jumping on it under the mattresses. Yeah, and then we ended up at uh, a local quirky establishment named Jungle Gems. It is a really bizarre grocery store. It really is. Like, think of about, like, what would happen if you wanted to be the largest grocery store in the greater Cincinnati, Ohio area? Mm -hmm. Now, imagine the kind of man that dreams those dreams. Right. But also, you were super into robots that sing. Yeah. Like, you spent way too much time at, like, Showbiz Pizza or Chuck E. Cheese (laughs) or Magic Castle or whatever. Right. And you were like, if only I had a place for all of these robots. Oh, wait. I... I have a grocery store. So it's kind of like you have a weird quirky hobby and your spouse is like, whatever, keep everything at the office. Yeah. And you know, like some people walk you walk into their office and it's full of just like tchotchkes and mementos and all this random stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like Legos. But your office is a grocery store and all this stuff that you collect are like giant animatronics. (laughs) It's ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. But they have three dollar pint nights on Fridays at their like tasting bar. Mm Mm-hmm. Which it was an October theme, past theme, so I had some fest beers. Yeah, which are good. They're like kind of light, lighter and crisper, and like drink like you could drink them from like nine a.m. to right, like right. one a.m. I mean, and it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, with that, the, that's the goal. With the um, plan, but they were they were tasty, and we got some sushi. We mm-hmm. had some sushi with our beers, and then came home. Yeah, it, but it was a very low key date, but it was yeah. fun. But conveniently, like, Jungle Gyms is, like, five minutes from Ikea. Yes, it's close. It's close to Ikea. But it is, like, 40 minutes from our house. So, yeah, we don't do that often, but Mm -hmm. it was fun. So, 
<sighs> so I'm glad that's that how our today. week was i guess uh, i'm officially like out of food there's like no food in our house we've been eating leftovers i feel for like Forever. three weeks i don't think we've cooked a, a fresh well, we meal. had that brisket and it was giant G- ginormous and we brisket. ate that brisket for every bit of two weeks like oh, yeah. we ate it every meal for a and, little like, while our kids were like and they're then, like, what do we have? I'm like, we have brisket. They're like, yeah, brisket. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're not done yet. Like, okay, let's keep going. Yeah, they just kept eating it. So, I mean, it was delicious. It was fantastic, but so, yeah, so that was good. We finally ate up all the brisket. And we've eaten through, like, I guess we had a couple of meals in there. But mm, like, yeah, we did. We're finally kind of out of food, so we got to actually shop or cook. Or I mean, whatever. I do go on kitchen strike. Like, we, if there's a bunch of leftovers, I'm just like, I'm just not eating anything. <laughs> We're going to eat whatever's in the fridge. Indeed. So... But, um, yeah, we have watched a lot of movies, even though we haven't yeah. had a chance to podcast. Like, we watched, our kids watched The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. And, First viewing of the fall. Uh, they watched Shrek yeah. ra- randomly. We need to do Shrek. That's, yeah. like, a classic Yeah, which we, Yeah, we haven't talked about. Um, um, and then they watched... I'm trying to remember what else they watched. They were watching The Descendants this they morning. They were watching The Descendants this morning. I didn't know we had access morning. to The Descendants. Yeah, I'm a That's... little grumpy about that. That's a movie. That's a whole new thing. Yeah. Uh, I get, we got to work on that one. Uh, which now. I've never seen, The Descendants, and I don't know anything about it. So when my kids talk about it, it doesn't make any sense. No. Um, and then, oh, what else is going on? I mean, it's just a lot of movies. But we're we're specifically going to like hone in on like one of these weird little films that's out there. Yes. Yeah, so this is a movie that we're going to talk about today. It's called Middle School. Middle School, The Worst Years of My Life. That's and, the full name. Um, it is a movie that my kids have seen at least 10 times oh totally 100 percent. like it's it's a lot it's, um, it's a classic and of it, choice in and it's what my kids want to watch it, it's got a good pedigree it it is based on a novel by uh james patterson who's written like a shit ton of stuff i mean like, mostly mystery novels weirdly okay and, like women's murder club like <laughs> from the mind that brought to women's murder club middle school the worst years of my life okay, okay. Um, that's weird. And also a guy named Chris Tebitz, who has like the word, one of the world's worst, like Wikipedia entries that basically says this dude was born in Yellow Springs, Ohio. I'm like, I know where that is. And then there's like nothing else about it. him. And now lives in Connecticut. Okay. He writes books. So I don't know. Maybe it was, mm-hmm. he was a ghostwriter or something like, yeah, anyway. Maybe. So this movie, uh, so. Okay. It's weird. I mean, it's okay. So it's the typical like angsty middle school movie, angsty middle written school by movie grown-ups. written by grownups who don't understand or remember what it was like to be a teenager. No, it's yeah. I mean, for the most part, it's yeah. It's weird. Um, and so like you've got this kid who Rafe. Rafe is Raf. Mm-hmm. Raf. Mm-hmm. Rafe. I don't know. Rafe. I'm gonna call him Rafe. Yeah, it's R A F. Raf. Rafe. E. Anyway, he, <laughs> I don't know. Rafey? He he like he's just transferred into the school, which is you know the trope. Like, hey, welcome, new kid. Mid- and middle of the year. Middle of the year, it's gonna be a rough run. So he had already gotten kicked out of like two other schools in the district. Right. And this is his last chance. Which which and they I don't think have you watched all of this movie? Yeah. I don't think they addressed how he got kicked out no. of the other schools. Like, like, or what exactly his troublemaking milieu was. Because, like, he seems to be just kind of... He seems uh, to be fine. He seems to be, like, quiet. Uh, and he, like, artsy, he, like he draws in his little book a lot. But, like, Not really. I, there's nothing about him behaviorally, I don't think, that would, like... No, no. 
And so he he does he, he's he walks into school and he's like out of dress code and his first person he meets is the principal who mm-hmm. um he's yeah um Andy Daly I right his name. he is the um. He's in the Who Was show. Yeah, he's the like director. He, you know, he's he, always like the grown up who doesn't know what's going on. So you know, who reminds me of like mm-hmm. he, he reminds me of Adam West, that goofy kind of. Yes. Yeah, yes, kind of. Uh, yeah, like we're like he's a grown up, but he's like he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, and <laughs> he's, he's just, kind of a goofball. He's over the top cheesy. He's mm-hmm. just like if you if you were casting an Adam West biography, I think I'd be that'd be him. Yeah, or like redoing Batman sixty six for some reason, um, I'd be tempted. Okay. Like he he's done he does well, but he's just kind of got that kind of aloof goofiness that like right Adam West really did. And well. then uh, his vice principal, yes, whose last name is Strickland. Yep, is uh, Retta. Yeah, it's Retta. She's great. Like I'm here for Retta. She's so great and pretty in this. She just is basically, like, bossing people around. She's and basically, I'm like, you know, Retta. Like, I'm basically just here for her bossing people around. <laughs> so she's great. Um, um, yeah, so he meets the principal, and uh, they, the principal's like, you're out of dress code. And he's like, what's wrong with my shirt or whatever? And, like, it needs to be buttoned? I don't I don't know exactly what's yeah, wrong it was with the shirt. It was something dumb. Like, yeah, it was some super minor infraction. Mm-hmm. And, like, the whole interaction is just, like, the principal trying to flex. Right, right. And and he's like, sorry, I'm new here. I didn't know mm-hmm. all these crazy rules. He's like, oh, well, let me, let, me, let me give you the rule book, you know? And it's, like, this huge tome. Yeah. And he's like, don't want you breaking rules, you know? Like, have fun. So- Bye. Um, and... There's his best friend, Leo. Yeah, yeah Leo. Who, uh, even though he transferred schools, he has a best friend, like, immediately. Sure, yeah. Uh, like, it didn't seem weird, sure. <laughs> Some middle school works. Don't you remember? James Patterson remembered. <laughs> right. I 100% made a best friend, like, the second that uh, I transferred to a new school. No probs. Yeah. Um, and he's, like, drawing in his... Uh, like sketchbook. Rafe is. Rafe is. Yeah. With his best friend Leo. Like Yeah. Like, oh, those are cool drawings. You know? Right. And he's like talking about it and drawing whatever. And then like a bully comes. I don't know, there's a bully. Yeah, there's always a bully in these things. And the bully like takes the um the book and then the principal sees the book and he's drawing like these zombies that are shouting like Blar, Blar, Blar because uh Blar B L AAR is the standardized testing right. that everybody has to do, and that's why there's the principal is such a tight ass and uh, mm-hmm. is so like rules, rules, rules. Right, is because uh, his students have to do really well in the blur for reasons. Right, otherwise, you know, yeah, nobody's cool. learning. And uh, and then the principal sees it mm-hmm. and destroys the sketchbook. In acid. He yeah. puts it in a vat of acid. So, wh- who's keeping a vat of acid around a middle school? A vat of acid big enough to put a whole sketchbook in. That's not okay. Yeah. Like, you're a chemical researcher. How many yeah. vats of acid do you have access Liter- to at this moment? Literally zero. Yes. And, yeah, it's kind of intense. Yeah. And so, like... So, just in his office, he has a vat of acid. <laughs> so, and so, like... 
and then he's in trouble. Like, and then at this point, like Rafe is like, "It's on! I'm I'm burning this motherfucker to the ground." Right, like fuck this. And so he and Leo make a plan where they're gonna break every rule in yeah. in the rule book. By the way, uh, we gonna back up a little bit and discuss uh, Rafe's parents. Oh, his okay. Home situation. His home situation. He uh, has a single mom right now. Yeah, who is a vlogger? No, no, that's, that's a different. A different that's a different movie. movie. I don't know what she does. No. Um, and her live-in boyfriend slash fiance. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Where they are in their relationship. But he's Rob Riggle from The Daily Show. Yes. Yeah, Rob Riggle, the guy you get when Patrick Walburton was busy. Or right. Cost too much. Right. True. Um, true. Bless Play- you, Rob. You do a good job. Playing that exact like like dumb oafish. Like. Uh. Like I peaked in high school, Jock. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, I feel like Rob Riggle and Patrick Walburton both, like, went on into, like, Juilliard or something, and it's like... And really didn't peak in high school, no. but they are stuck playing those people. Yeah, and it's like, oh, yeah, you're the you're the local cop that peaked in high school and, like, had that big game 30 years ago, and right. now you're... Right, I know exactly who you are. I've, I've met you, and... But, like, you know, it's like, um... Oh, who is it? Ron Swanson, um, the guy that plays it. Nick, uh... Offerman? Nick Offerman, who, they're like... There was an interview with him, and he's like, how does it feel to be the manliest guy, in, like, in your film, movie, or in your family? And he's like, son, I went to Juilliard. My sisters can kick my ass. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's just the, oh, yeah. you're a lovely man. You just play this character on TV. But yeah, I'm sure, again, Patrick Walburton, Rob Riggle, first mm-hmm. off, they can both kick my ass. They can. So, they can. So if you're listening, we are not, don't. we're not trying to start a fight, no, sirs. I'm not. But um, but they definitely have got the rule down. So anyway, and Rob Wiggle is just threatening to send him to military school this whole time because right. this is like the last. But also, like you're not this kid's school. dad. Like no. you have no you have no options. And no. like I understand, like you're dating their mom, and even if you're like seriously dating their mom, you are like, hey, like. We need to figure out. We need to figure something out. But at the same time, like that's not your decision. No, no, you gotta run that thought. You gotta run that up the the training command there. Right, right. Yeah. So he like doesn't like kids, and he is terrible to the kids when the mom's not around all the time. Right. Um. There's this one time where they go to I don't know some like Dave and Buster's yeah place. Like he goes to Dave and Buster's with the kids. Mm -hmm. And she I don't know where she is. And he's like flirting with the waitress, and yeah, he's like, awful. Uh, he's got this like car that he's super protective of, mm-hmm. and yeah, that the kids are like not allowed to look at. He's like no personality, yeah, other than the fact that he's a jackass. So yeah, that's his home situation. Uh, he's got a little sister. He's a little sister. So and, Georgia and a brother. Uh, no, no, not yet. That was a different thing. Yes, not yet. Not yet. So, <laughs> so there's this montage of him. So basically, back into he, the story. So basically, he decides to break every rule book in the school. Right. And so he does super elaborate pranks. Him mm-hmm. and Leo, his best friend, that somehow transferred in with him. Right. Uh, they put post-it notes like all over the school hallways to make art. Yeah. It would have taken hours and hours. Oh. But they, like, sneak in. in the First of all, they sneak in their high school or their middle school in the middle of the night, which nope. apparently has no cameras. No. Nope. Like, I went, I have to get buzzed in to my kid's elementary school. Mm-hmm. Like, during the day. Like, I... <laughs> I, 
I don't know how these kids sneak in in the middle. Apparently, this was like also the 80s. It's like a... Well, it's when James Patterson was in the middle. <laughs> it so James it's like the 70s. <laughs> right. There's no... You just the... jimmy the door with a credit card and you're in. Right. Right. There's no There's no cameras. <laughs> but they have post-it notes. So you can stick to the wall. But they have post-it notes. So he, uh, he post-it notes like giant wall murals. He fills up... Um, which like would have taken yeah days oh, yeah, of sure. work, but he can do it because he's real talented. Um, he does like artist level graffiti. Like, oh, it's beautiful. Like beautiful artist level graffiti because he's talented. Because yeah. this kid is just talented. Yeah, he's a waste <laughs> he of. Can, he's he can his, do it all. He should. He should drop out and like start the next uh, startup because yeah, he's, he's wasting wasting, wasting his, his talent. Um, he does this. He puts hair dye in the um, principal's yeah, hat. Yeah, he does. And, and uh, so, like, when he puts his hat on, it's all, like, hat. green. Yeah, he he is the guy that wears the hat. Yeah. Um, which I don't know what that says about him. Like, it's like he thinks it's the 30s. He calls everybody dollface. No. That's a, yeah. No, that, that's a different terrible kids movie. <laughs> that's a terrible kids movie. But in general, uh, wearing a hat is a sign of evil in yeah. children's movies. It really is, especially if it's not just like a baseball hat and you're going to a game. Right, like, if it's not a baseball hat and you're going to a game or you're not like in a play. Yeah, like, if you're wearing like a fedora or a bowler or... A, like it means you're a villain. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And like at one point they, they rig up the the class bell like it, right with a fart farts. machine it farts That's which great. is brilliant brilliant yeah um, yeah it's like just a lot of he stuff. turns a trophy case into a complete working aquarium overnight with a fucking eel in it yeah where do you find tropical fish and an eel and an eel and these things take and years to set up and build a working aquarium around a trophy case. He's he had to bring in like pieces of glass, and then, or maybe he brought in the whole aquarium and then moved like, all the trophies into the it? aquarium. Like either way, there's a lot of resources it's going into this. Giant. That I'm. Where did he get the bankroll for that? Yeah, who who was bankrolling these pranks? Yeah, that's that's what I want to know. I, maybe he's like a social media influencer and he has a million Twitter followers. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he fills the teacher's line with like those playground, those little like bouncy ball, bu- or not yeah. bouncy ball, uh, like ball pit the balls. The ball pit balls, which if I was a teacher and I walked into the teacher's lounge, assuming the teacher's lounge was like a sunken, like yeah. a step down and there were uh, there was a ball pit, I'd be like, fuck yeah, this is great. <laughs> like, I'm not getting anything done today. Right. As a teacher, I would probably not get anything done anyway. But anyway, so like there's this whole thing and it's like it. He and Leo are doing stuff, and it's cool, and it's quirky. Yeah, and, and the pranks are, like, gaining attention from all the students, like, starting to be like, who's doing these pranks? Like, this is amazing, you know? Like, school's finally, like, fun and interesting. Um, and this girl, Janine, I think? There's a girl. Whatever. Yeah. There's a girl. And uh, she starts, uh, She's uh, she works with a school paper, so, you know, she's a journalist. <laughs> She's a good person. She's a good person. Because all good authors that write children's books were on the, like, middle school <laughs> right. newspaper, so they're always the heroes of the story. Right, right. So she's she's the good person. Mm-hmm. Um, and she started talking to Raph about, like, who's doing all these pranks, and it's, like, really cool that someone's standing up to the principal and it's, like, stupid rules, like... Right. And, like, damn man, save the empire, like, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Um, also, I think she's raising money for, like, sea turtles or something. There's something else going like, on. Like, there's a, she has a little booth outside of school, and she's like, come to the whatever thing and whatever stuff. Yeah. Save money for things. I don't I don't know how that part works. But, she's, like, handing out flyers. But she's also, like, investigating, like, deep down. Right. So she's, she's making it her mission to figure out who is doing all these pranks. Right. Because, she, like, they're a hero. Yeah. But there's also, like, another thing going on where she's trying to figure out what's going on with the Blars. Because there's something weird happening with the Blar testing. So the, um, while in the midst of all these pranky chaos, uh... The principal and the vice principal sit down and they're looking at all of the like past year Blar scores. Right. Um, and how they're going to set up the Blar this year. And they realize, oh, wait, if we, uh, it was something about kicking, like, he thought all of these remedial kids were pulling the pranks. And he's like, if we could only prove it, we'd, uh, we'd, kick, them all we'd out. kick them all out. And I think it was like Retta who's like, and if they're kicked out, they won't take the blar. And then our scores, go up. our scores go up and they'd be like, <gasps> so this is brilliant. So he, the principal yeah. plants the, um, the part of like, he puts like sticky notes in someone's locker and spray paint in someone else's locker and hair dye in someone else's locker. And you know, like he goes around, the he corner. goes around and like plants the things that were needed to do these pranks in all these kids lockers. Right. So that he can bust them mm -hmm. and immediately kick them out of school. Right. With no appeals or, or anything like that. Right. Like just, you're their, gone. Their parents don't even come and pick them up. It's <laughs> just nope. like, bye. You know, just delete it <laughs> from the page. You're gone. So that he can set up the blar so that all these students wouldn't take it. Yep. And so, like, so Rafe, like, like realizes what's going on. As all these other kids are getting busted for his pranks. And, like, totally goes to the, like... Goes to the principal. Goes to the principal to kind of fall on the sword and be like, no, it's me. But, like, it was me. Like, none of these other kids did any of this. It was all me. Yeah. And... He's like, and you can suspend me or, you know, or expel me if you want. But, like, all these other kids deserve to be here. Yeah. And so, like, he, he's like he's trying to work on it. He's trying to stop something. He tries to stop his last plant prank, which was, like... Some sort of, like, weird, like, all the, he put dye in all the sprinkler systems. Right. So that, like, everybody would get sprayed with color mm -hmm. uh, when the sprinklers went off. And he's trying to stop that as well because he's just. Well, uh, and... his sister was like, I don't know before, was like, I don't know what you're doing, but you have to stop because, like, Bear's going to send you to military school. And, yeah, like, dad, if you get, yeah. if you get kicked it's out like of that. this school, like, it's like, just gonna be bad. Our fam our family's gonna be destroyed. Like you need to not. Yeah. Like I don't know what you're going through right now that makes you want to do these pranks, but like you just have to stop. Like just stop. So and so like he's trying to fall on the sword and stop the prank, and then it, the last prank goes off, and the principal's like, "All right, fine, you're expelled," and he's he's done. So so Ray's got to go home. He just got to tell his parents, who now know about this. So apparently they do tell the parents, maybe. Yeah. I mean, Rafe has to tell the parents. <laughs> like, I don't know. But, like, now there's, like, this huge, like, family blow-up meeting, and, like, Rafe's telling about how, like, Bear doesn't like it, and, you know, the, the new fiancé hates them, and he's awful and horrible, and, like, 
this is like the moment of like weirdness where this movie goes completely off the fucking rails. You think so? I think so, because this is the moment where you find out about Leo, his right. best friend. Right, Leo, his best friend, is actually his dead brother. Yeah, it's like... So he was Tyler Durning the whole time. He was totally Tyler Durning. This, this is... This kid is having fucking psychotic breaks. This is Junior Night Club, or Fight Club, <laughs> Junior Fight Club here, and it's like, what? 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 Wait. Right, so then instead... Say what again? So then instead of just like, oh, you know, he's a rebellious kid and he's trying to get out, like, whatever, he's fighting against the establishment, oh, it's like, oh, no, it's okay, it was all just like grief-based, just grief-based pranks, because yeah. that's the way to deal with grief. Yeah. Like, I... This kid doesn't need a new school. He doesn't need middle school. He needs meds and, like, professional counseling. Truth. Like... Truth. I'm, like, this guy is, whoa, this is way outside the bounds of what we <laughs> normally talk about during middle school kids' movies. Right. Like, right. oh, wow. It, it was rough. It was rough. And I guess that's also, like, why their dad left. Like... Or maybe he died? No, I think no, their dad left. left. Like, maybe because, like, his son was, like, going insane and his wife wouldn't deal with it, and... Oh, no, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, maybe he left because his one son died and then was like, Too yep, I can't, I can't be around this anymore. But anyway, like, it's, it, like, this whole thing just went from, like, kind of cutesy-quirky to, like, really freaking tragic v and scary. Very fucking dark. Very, very fucking dark very quickly. Right. Um... And, yeah, so... So then they like somehow. Um, his At sister... no point does he say like, "Oh yeah, I see him." Like no. I see and I talk like I'm, I'm having visions. <laughs> like I'm having. Yep. Yeah, he, he just kind of is like. Yep, and and then like it's yeah so yeah and then Janine shows up. Before he's kicked out. So he's already expelled from the school. He's going to military school. He's had a big blow up with his parents. And then his friend stops by and mm -hmm. his parents are like, yeah, he's upstairs. Right. And not like he's grounded for life. Like, also, ever. he's like leaving for military school tomorrow. They're like, no, sure, random girl I don't know who I've never met. You can go up and be in my son's room. No problem. Yeah, <laughs> like, I would totally let that happen. Right. So this middle right. school girl goes up to his room. With a freaking cassette, like, VHS. VHS. She likes really vintage. She's into, like, vintage equipment. Um, First off, her, how dare you? <laughs> she calls it vintage. Also, it is vintage to her. Anyway. Because um, she's 11. Yeah. And so they watch this, and it's the evidence that so the principal's planning they on the don't, evidence. They don't have uh, cameras in the school, but this child... Had a camera in the school. Put cameras in the school. This child <laughs> bought cameras. And a VHS tape. And a VHS tape thingy bobber and a recorder. Which, by the way, records in HD if you're watching, like... <laughs> it's, it's way better quality than I remember. Yeah. She's, a, she's an AV goddess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, she bought cameras on her own, put them up mm -hmm. around the school without anybody noticing, collect, collected the tapes without anyone noticing. Yep. Like, yeah. So anyway... So they decide to like. So now they have a tape of the principal planting uh, all the evidence in the kids' lockers. Oh, also, when he suspended all the kids for a week, which was also the week of testing, which is why they couldn't take the test. Um, he also fired the one nice teacher because you know there's always like one nice teacher in yeah. these school movies who's like, oh, that one guy believes in me, and <laughs> yep, <laughs> and you can tell he's cool because he like uses references to like. Drake, 
to explain, I don't know, NAFTA. Like, it's bonkers. Yeah, it was weird. And you're like, oh, that's how you can tell he cares about me, because, you know, Drake. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, he uses that opportunity to fire that teacher, and he's like, I'm taking this to the superintendent, because uh, this is not cool. So then, like, so they, they steal their stepdad's car. Yeah, okay, so... And go to the middle school. Riff, who's 11... And, and his sister, Georgia, who's nine. Ish. Ish. And Janine? Yeah. Uh, who, I don't know why Janine got suspended. She was, she's not remedial. Was she also in the remedial class? I guess. Maybe. I think she got suspended for, like, talking back or something. Yeah, something like that. She's also suspended. Um, they steal They their steal their, well, their, their, yeah, mom's boyfriend's yeah, car. guy. Yeah. Bear. Yeah. They steal Bear's car. I don't know where any of them learned to drive. This is way before anyone beans? takes driver's ed. No, it's not like a farm town. No. You know, like, if these were farm kids, I would totally buy it. Like, oh, yeah. farm, farm kids. Farm kids learn to drive at, like, nine. Yeah, I'm, totally. I'm here for that. But, like, this is, like, fully fe- fully fancy suburbs of California. Mm-hmm. No, uh, no, none of them should know how to drive a car. Yeah. But they managed to drive a car okay. I remember one of the guys that uh, worked out at a camp. He was, like, 13 years old. He was confused that the... Cars only have one big brake pedal because mm-hmm. tractors usually have two. Tractors have two. <laughs> well, like doing a bar in the middle that, mm-hmm. that you hit them both at the same time. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, uh. Dime, it's easy. Anyway. Anyway. So they steal his car. They, they Which is like his bread and joy. They fucking steal his car mm-hmm. and drive away. I don't know what the mom does. She, She's gone a lot. She wakes up in the morning and, like, her kids are gone, but and the... her fiancé is freaking out because his car's gone, and she realizes that this guy's a jerk and, like, dumps his ass, which is great. Yeah, but also... Wouldn't... I don't know. She's not... I think she's wouldn't a little distracted. You... Also, wouldn't you be concerned that your kids stole a car? Yeah. Like, uh, wouldn't that also be concerning? I mean, there's been an escalating pattern here, so... <laughs> yeah, know. I mean, maybe, maybe they're just troublemakers. But, um... Yeah, I'm like... I'm really not saying. I understand... I feel like he is justified in the, like, your kids stole my fucking car. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a jerk and I'm self-absorbed. And, like, uh, I would break up with him for flirting with the waitress way more than I would break up for him than being mad that my kid stole his car. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, the kids are gone. Oh, that would be very frightening. And then you look out and the car is gone and you're like, oh, I better not find those kids intact in that car. Right. Like, if right. they were kidnapped and the car was stolen... I'm going to be okay mm-hmm. if we recover everything. If I find out those kids took that car, right. there is going to be a double homicide investigation. <laughs> like, right. And so, like, I, oh, I understand that he's upset. Uh, I and don't I, understand and why I she's don't... not quite as upset. Yeah, I feel like she's like, know. oh, you know, kids, they steal cars. <laughs> so I was like, maybe your kids steal cars, but My that's not normal. I have an 11-year-old and a 9-year-old, or a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old and a 7-year-old. Would, None of them have ever stolen a car. It would 100% car. be like Malachi and Lucy stealing your car. Yeah, 100%. And for the record, Georgia, the younger daughter, is the one that drives. That tracks. <laughs> Lucy would be the driver. Lucy would be the driver. But like... But, She's small. She can hardly see over the... Whatever. So they so, drive the car. Not well. Not but, well. But to they the, don't kill anybody. To the school. To the school. Where they somehow organized, like, they get all the desks out on the front yard. So when they had the giant dance party... Yeah. Uh, w- with the sprinkler system, they couldn't take the test inside the school. 
because right. it was all flooded. Right. So they moved all the desks So they just outside. moved all the animals. Just like, well, let's just take the test outside. It's fine. But like, you know, the, the on with the show. Yeah. <laughs> Blurs must go on. The blur must go on. So while they're out there, like all the suspended kids show up and like stage a protest. Like we demand to take the test. <laughs> I, weird. And there's this whole thing. And then, like, the principal's chasing him around, and, like, then, like... The superintendent shows up. So Janine went to the superintendent with the, like... Tape. With tape, the evidence. Which, and... I don't even know how she would play it. Like, if someone came to me with a VHS tape and was like, I have the proof. I'd be like, I'm gonna have to take your word for that until right. I can, like... I, I don't even know who to call. Yeah, I'd have to call my brother. Yeah, your brother has... <laughs> Several, I'm sure. But your parents totally legit have a VCR hooked up. I know, but they're not near me. No, uh, your brother isn't either. Yeah, so like, do you know anyone? Is there someone my who... My parents have a working is VHS Is there someone player. who rent, rents working VHS player things? The library? Just, maybe the library. Just for this, like, particular... Use case? Use case of... My parents have a working VHS player, but still... So assuming the superintendent uh, keeps in track with... Her very uh, Luddite parents, she, she could go to her mom's house and, and, and play this, this tape. tape. Which is a big ask for a 11-year-old <laughs> showing up with a tape. You need to watch this. It's evidence about the principal. Of course, honestly, in today's climate, if someone's like, you need to watch this videotape, it's got evidence about the principal on it, I, I think all of us here would be like... <sighs> yeah. I'm going to need to go to the caps. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and yep, yep, yeah. yep. But anyway, uh, so, but it's... Fortunately, just him planning evidence and then conspiring to kick kids out of the blar. Right, right. Which, during the chase scene, he gets dumped a pile of, of like, fertilizer, manure yeah. stuff dumped on him. I don't know how that happened. It was a weird moment. Yeah. There was a moment where, like, he's, they got the, they got the custodian guy on there somehow, the janitor. Uh-huh. Picked up Rafe in the golf cart at one point, and, like, he looks in the rearview mirror, and there's totally a... Um, Jurassic Park reference. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, all right, we got to do that. Fine. It's That's fine. fine. It's everything fine. And then it gets dumped out of the back and he gets hit, covered in manure. But then the, like, print, but the, the superintendent, superintendent shows, shows up, up and is like, we need to talk and, like, immediately fires Retta and the principal mm-hmm. because they've been planning evidence, making illegal rules, like, doing all kinds of other stuff and then, like, like, and illegally imp- rigging, they're rigging the blar. Like, rigging the blar to make themselves look better. And so they're fired, and... And then Mr. Teller gets his job back, that one nice teacher was like, yeah, yeah. and they, and they like, fired you for no reason, like, you're fine. Yeah. You have your job back, and they're like, and all, you're, everybody's unexpelled, or unsuspended. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, then, like, the mom and the fiancé show up, and the fiancé is, like, freaking the heck out about the car damage, which, again, if these kids stole my car... Look at the kids. Are the kids okay? Great. You're in so much fucking trouble. Yes. Like, I would go off on these kids. Right, right. And the mom's like, no, you have to, I have to protect my babies and I'm breaking up with you. We're done. And like, that's it. So that tidies up nicely. And then like, everybody's home. Mm-hmm. And like, last kind of like scene, I think, is, yeah, so... is Rafe and Leo talking? Yeah, um, Rafe and Leo talks... And Leo's like, yeah, I'm going to go now. And Rafe's like, but we have so much fun together. And he's like, yeah, but, like, you you made friends and you, like, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. You, you managed to not get kicked out of school for a week. So, like, I think you're fine. Really low bar there, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I'd maybe, maybe it was months and months. But, like. Still. Uh, it, 
like you're you're fine you you've made friends you'll be fine i'm i'm gonna go now and he like goes into a cartoon oh there's like cartoon stuff all through this yeah they use because he come out. yeah yeah because he's out. always he's always Which, doing again, I art feel is more of a sign of schizophrenia than you know creativity but cool yeah i mean and, you know in a movie it's okay yeah if but like if leo is fake too like maybe he was actually seeing all that stuff <laughs> Puts I, in a different... I just thought it was like artistic license. No, I think he's just but, nuts. yeah, he's just um, so yeah. He like gets in an alien spaceship and like takes off, and then like yeah. So the yeah the dead brother yeah, and then like ascends to alien spaceshiphood, and then the girl Janine comes to his house and is like, "Hey, thanks so much for you everything. know everything. You're great." And he's like, thanks. <laughs> and they have a smooch. Yeah. Which my kids hate. Right, right. It's because, like, there's, like, one more rule on, oh, yeah, he's get on, that the, last on the list. It's like, you didn't break all the rules. And he's then like, they smooch. Yeah, it's like, cause rules, rule 86. There's no public displays of affection. Uh-huh. Anyway. So, like, okay. It's a wild ride of a movie. It's weird. So, I don't know. Like, it just feels weird and odd and not like it's it's kind of cute and quirky until Mm -hmm. that moment when leo is is fake his dead brother and all of a sudden everything else is just like you said it's like it's it's he's tyler durdening the whole movie and you're like whoa it's kind of crazy that's not okay it's kind of crazy so that's not that's not good and i don't know if that happened in the book too or if that was like just in the movie i don't want to read the book i I mean i'm not 11 (laughs) <laughs> I haven't read it. I'm not 11. We can throw it at our eldest and get a book report back maybe out of it. Yeah, him probably not. When he's done reading Neil Gaiman. So, um... What did we learn? What did we learn? Undiagnosed uh, mental illness in children can be a reason for a lot of their acting out, and we should really take mental health seriously in this country. Right, right. I'm sure Which that... is a very sobering it, thing to say on this podcast. It's true. But it's 100% true. Um, especially, you know, after a hard loss like that, like, yeah, right, something. Right. Maybe, maybe figure some shit out. Keep your eye out, kids. Keep your eye on kids. Um, I don't know. Like, like that thing just like overwhelms the whole movie <laughs> for me. Like, yeah. It makes it like not, not like a cute, fun, lighthearted romp. Yeah. I wanted uh, to be like, um, but you the, can do anything the weird, you want. And the weird thing is like the tone didn't change. No. Like... <laughs> There was no tonal shift in, like, oh, yeah, I've been hanging out with my dead ghost brother. Again, it's not like the third act of Fight Club where you realize... You're like, oh, everything makes sense. Spoiler, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, everything makes sense. Guys, you had had 15 years, (laughs) at least. At least. Um, But, like, um, where, like, the whole tone changes and, like, everything makes sense and everything that's happening is completely different than... And there's, like, the record scratch and then you've got to set everything right because you have your moment of clarity. No! Mm-hmm. It's just doubles down on the kooky weirdness and right, and then it's yeah, I don't know, it's super odd. Yeah, and there's a lot about like standardized testing in general and how it's not a good way to measure anyone's learning. Yeah, I don't know that my our kids need to hear that lesson right now. Right, like I know that, but I know. like. My kids aren't going to change that. I mean, there's the, there's the, if, you know, you're not bad if you don't fit in the box that you've been given. Mm-hmm. It's just the wrong box kind of lesson. Right. Which is okay. I, I'm here for that because our kids are, um, they're all, they're, they're all special fine. little snowflakes, but they're, they're also, 
doing fine in their standardized testing, so whatever. Um, yeah. actually, I don't know. Different story. Um, when when our eldest just was yeah. told when you could play games on the computer after he got done with his testing, and he clicked everything. He was in like a a a a a. Took a nap. Yeah. And I was like, oh, have fun in summer school, buddy. Yeah, we almost got summer school for that. So he's taking it a lot more seriously, and he has warned his siblings to take it seriously. So <laughs> we're good. Um, and also, our, the teacher was like, I learned a little something that day, too. I was like, okay, we're all good here. I'm not mad. It's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. It's probably not going to keep him out of Harvard. I mean, a lot, many other things. That's well. not the thing. Um, yeah, I don't know what we learned. This movie is just, it's just crazy Bonkers. it's weird it's crazy but it's okay so yeah. anyway so yeah that's the movie middle school that's the movie so i'm that's sure my kids will see it many more times by the way I, by the way i did make a reference here two of my three kids are currently reading neil gaiman books <laughs> i can't tell if that's a parenting win i think it is i mean they're kind of above our youngest reading level so, so it'll well, be it'll be a while before be a while, he but... uh, picks up Coraline, but she, uh, middle one's reading Fortunately the Milk, mm-hmm. and the eldest is reading The Graveyard Book. It's a good, creepy, spooky fall book for him. He's into the kind of creepy, spooky fall stuff. So Right. So anyway, uh, we yeah. recommend Neil Gaiman, I guess. I yeah. Neil, if you're listening, <laughs> feel free to come on the show. Send us books. <gasps> I bring Amanda. Um, <laughs> that'd be great. Um, so that's all I got for now, though. So Yep. Uh, we're parenting responsibly right now, so you can do that too. So please parent responsibly. All right. Bye for now.